Hello, and welcome to CART, a podcast about coffee and related topics. I'm your host, Joseph Jenkins, owner and lead educator of Sustain Coffee. If you happen to be new around here, allow us to introduce ourselves. We at Sustain Coffee are a collective group of baristas, home brewers, coffee professionals, and just all around coffee enthusiasts. Our main goal is to approach coffee education in a way that is encouraging. What started as a school project with classes held in a home kitchen has morphed its way into a team of dedicated coffee lovers who want to extend their passion to others. This said, the podcast you are currently listening to is but a part of all that we do. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at 901 Sustain Coffee to get in the know of in-person workshops and pop-ups, or just to say hello. If you find that you enjoy what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll find all this in the show notes below. Regardless of those things, we hope that you enjoy this week's episode. Now, on to the show. Have you ever heard someone say, this tastes like chocolate? Or perhaps something hyper-specific like, this tastes just like Hershey's Cookies and Cream candy bars. When they are tasting a said coffee, or really any other said thing? Today we would like to provide a few real-life processes that you can implement into your everyday activities in order to improve your coffee tasting, and perhaps even your coffee brewing. The wonderful thing is that the concepts talked about today require nothing more than using your attentiveness and mind in your day-to-day routine. Today we are drinking a coffee that we use at the most recent Sustain workshop. If you are listening and attended that session, hello, welcome, and thank you for your participation in that workshop and for tuning in today. This coffee was an interesting one to have on the cupping table, no doubt, and one that we really were not too surprised by a mixed reaction. The coffee is a Burundi. If you have been in coffee for very long, you may be aware that Burundi has had a strange place in the specialty world. The taste is usually characterized by being grassy and hay-like, and the word that was used at the workshop was it tasted like green beans. This Burundi does share some of those same attributes. However, part of it is due to the roast development. We let this coffee age some after the workshop and get further off roast, and it has really aided in flavor development. This coffee has been tasting its best when brewed on AeroPress with a fine grind size and a three minute total brew time. Season 5, Episode 7, How Everyday Attentiveness, Foods, and Habits Can Serve as Palate Training. The areas we would like to apply our title to are as follows. One is in looking at your cooking. This will connect us to brewing. And secondly, in your daily food consumption. Yeah, even the not-so-healthy consumptions. And three, in your special food consumption. You know, those meals cooked by others at your favorite restaurant or those little treats that you look forward to at your local bakery. In your cooking. When you're preparing a meal, do you tend to be focused on other things? Maybe you have an audiobook on or you're singing along to your favorite music or you're just preoccupied with other thoughts like... What do I need to do after this? How long is it going to take me to do the dishes? Am I going to have any leftovers? 
and you can fill in the blank with your normal thoughts here. Maybe you are not cooking solo and have someone else that you are cooking with. Whether you are talking about preparation methods as you cook or just about the day that you had, you are likely not hyper-focused on the cooking itself. No, none of these things are bad or even unhealthy. However, there is often a missed opportunity, we believe. What if when you were cooking, you engaged all of your senses and focused on each step? You hear the sound of a knife hitting the cutting board. You feel your eyes water as you slice an onion. You smell the garlic as it gets dropped into a hot, oiled pan. You see the vibrant colors of seasonal veg. Do you see where we're going with this? We can equate cooking to many of the same routines we have in brewing coffee. Once we learn the basics of brewing coffee, we tend to go on autopilot with our brews. And this is not always a bad thing. Sometimes the ritualistic nature of brewing can be quite comforting for our ever-changing, ever-busy, ever-distracted lives. Yet again, we can view this as a missed opportunity. When we are brewing coffee, we are making decisions such as what grind size to use, what temperature to set our kettle, how much coffee we're brewing, what sort of ratio we would like to use, and at what speed we should even be pouring our water. And these are just a few of the named possibilities. These decisions, while potentially draining to our mental state, can all be beautiful opportunities to focus on our experiences. If we focus on the variables that we change, we may find that we notice what is really shifting our end results in our brew. For example, if we get focused on our coffee to water brewing ratios, we may find that we enjoy a ratio that utilizes less water than we would have been comfortable with in our autopiling state. This could be achieved simply by paying attention. We then apply this attentiveness to all other components of our brewing and suddenly we've unlocked potentially many new perspectives. Now, in your daily food consumption. Now, what are some things outside of cooking and brewing that we could think about? If you're listening to this, it's likely that you eat food. In fact, it would be quite a shock if you did not find that you like to eat food. Think about what you eat on a normal day. If you're on top of things, you may eat the normal three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now, let's walk through what this might look like. We're going somewhere with this, so please sit tight. You wake up and feel that same familiar growl at your stomach. You walk to your pantry or your refrigerator and search for something to make this annoying ache go away. Perhaps you grab some eggs or maybe some fruit, or maybe you haven't gone to the grocery store in weeks and you're stuck with mystery leftovers. Regardless of what you choose, be it the fruit or the leftover pizza, you eat to satisfy your hunger. Then you resume your day. Now, this feeling has come back around to you only a few hours later. You think to yourself, I thought I already addressed this, but your body has other plans. Once again, you are on the hunt for something to crave. Perhaps you are used to this reoccurring pain and planned ahead and have a lunchbox with you. You reach for your granola bar, your sandwich, and your fruit cup. You gulp it down quickly only to hurry back to whatever it was that you were doing before this annoying pain came back up. The afternoon has passed and now it's evening once again. This time you're a little more willing to make something that only satisfies your hunger, but is a little more involved by nature. Perhaps you are making something rich and savory, adding sauces that you've concocted and preparing starches and grains to pair well with your main dish. You consume the beautiful meal you have spent hours on perhaps, but now it's time to move on to the next thing and go to sleep for the evening. Did any of that wake up your palate? 
What if at every step of that normal routine that so many of us share, we were simply paying close attention to the things we consume? From the umami richness of the morning omelet to the sweet fruit in the afternoon to the complex acidity of a sauce prepared at dinner. All of these descriptors can exist in our coffee tasting. However, how are we to explain what we are tasting in coffee if we have failed to be attentive in our everyday tastings? Sure, some taste experiences are so vivid that they are remembered and recalled mostly passively. Perhaps you don't have to think too hard about how pungent garlic is or how incredibly sweet a banana or a pineapple can be. In the coffee world, we have some individuals who seek to be certified in their ability to taste. And these professionals are known as Q graders. A Q grader must rigorously train and taste and be attentive to what they're tasting in order to gain these skills. However, you do not have to be a Q grader to activate your own alertness to taste in your special food consumption. Taking these thoughts one final step further requires us looking at food in a way that we sort of remove ourselves. And we can call this special food consumption. There is something about the occasional removal of the process that allows us to see certain things in a different light. Think about going to a fancy restaurant or having someone's mom cook you an extravagant meal or something about that cookie from that coffee shop that really tastes like no other cookie you have ever had. These are examples of unique experiences that allow us to have heightened tasting experiences. Yes, a lot of these experiences can be tightly knit to an emotional response that we may have. Even so, there is something to be said about these sort of experiences where it seems that our focus is heightened on the said thing we are enjoying. Special food consumption also allows us the space to try things that we may have never tried making ourselves. Maybe that's a unique ingredient or a preparation method that takes years of developing a skill, or maybe it's just something that the preparer was able to share a lot of information with you that heightened your experience overall. Next time you have one of these special food moments, be sure to tune in to what is happening on your palate. Asking yourself some questions is a sure way to help you grow in your tasting ability. How does this spice relate to the coffee I drink? How does the sweetness translate to the regions of coffee that I tend to prefer? How does this make my mouth feel? Are there any lingering tastes that seem to evolve as I'm tasting? Conclusion. We know that today's topic is both non-scientific and a little abstract. Perhaps you listen to this, apply some of the principles, and still find that you're not able to define what you are tasting in quite the same way that you would have hoped. This is not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal, if there must be one, is to be attentive to what is being consumed. Being attentive will allow us to greater appreciate our day-to-day -day habits and will give way to a more humble attitude towards the things we have. We hope that by looking at our cooking, our daily food consumption, and our special food consumption, we've given you a refreshed perspective not only on coffee but every other food and drink aspect of our lives. There is great craft found in even the smallest of culinary details. Let's take advantage of that and give it our full attention. Thank you for listening. Until next time.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of CART. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to keep the show and the sustained team going, please consider supporting us on Patreon. This is an excellent way to keep the show free of ads, keep us motivated, and not to forget, it gives you some great perks. Support tiers start as low as $5.25. Head on over to patreon.com slash 901sustaincoffee to get started. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 901sustaincoffee and check us out on YouTube by searching Sustain Coffee. All of these things can be found by just clicking the links provided in the show notes. Thank you for all your support. Until next time.